The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings. Hi, I'm Price Wildridge. Having a rare neuromuscular disorder myself, I enjoy reading flash briefings for spinal muscular atrophy. Here's an article by Marissa Wexler, MS. Weak trunk muscles, spine problems, need early attention in SMA. Children with spinal muscular atrophy who have spine deformities or weak trunk muscles are more likely than others to have substantial limits to functional abilities and life activities, a study in patients ages 6 months to 15 years reported. Strengthening trunk muscles through regular exercise and physical therapy programs and preventing spine problems like scoliosis should be priorities in treating SMA children, its investigators said. Researchers noted recent advances in disease-modifying treatments for SMA, but emphasized that a deterioration or lack of improvement in the child's functional status may result from the progression of scoliosis, intensification of chest deformities, or increasing contractures. These factors have not been taken into account in studies of therapy effectiveness, they wrote, which regard motor skills as the most important ones. Their study, Motor Function of Children with SMA1 and SMA2, depends on neck and trunk muscle strength, deformation of the spine, and the range of motion in the limb joints, was published in International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. Muscle weakness and poor motor skills are common to people with this neuromuscular disease. How such limitations translate into functional differences in patients' day-to-day life, however, is less understood. Motor function was generally defined in this study as the quality of everyday functioning. Scientists in Poland conducted a battery of assessments on 27 young children and adolescents, 19 with SMA type 1 and 8 with type 2 disease. One child was able to walk, 13 could not walk but could sit independently, and 13 could not sit independently. Scoliosis or atypical sideways curvature of the spine was identified in 16 children. Several functional tests looked at different parts of the body, like measuring the strength of individual muscles and assessing the range of motion in joints. A statistical analysis was then performed to look for associations between these individual measurements and the children's overall motor function, as measured with one of two standardized assessments, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia Infant Test of Neuromuscular Disorders, or CHOP-IN-TEND, or the Hammersmith Functional Motor Scale Expanded, or HFMSE. Results showed several noteworthy associations. For example, Children with a lower range of motion in certain joints, particularly the hips, were likely to have poorer motor function. Motor abilities also tended to be worse in children who had more severe contractures in their legs. According to the researchers, these findings suggest that the limitation of the range of motion in the joints of the lower limbs affects the motor skills of patients with SMA and should be considered as part of the assessment of motor function. Overall muscle strength was not significantly linked with motor function. However, children with poorer function also tended to have weaker muscles in the neck and trunk. This points to the need for treatment programs to include exercises to strengthen the muscles of the neck and trunk, to use stretching exercises, and to regularly evaluate these functions, the researchers wrote. A particularly strong association was noted between poorer motor function and scoliosis. Physical abnormalities in the chest and pelvis 
also were tied to lesser functional abilities. The results of this study show a strong relationship between motor function and the size of the scoliosis, severity of chest deformity, and oblique position of the pelvis, the researchers wrote. This means that the deformation of the spine, chest, and pelvis, which increases with age, may limit the functioning of the child. Study findings confirm the validity of the guidelines for the care of patients with SMA, which include stretching, using strengthening exercises, training of daily activities, stimulating breathing, and appropriate positioning, the team concluded. It is important to systematically assess the musculoskeletal system and to implement early prevention, aimed at preventing scoliosis and contractures, as well as training to strengthen the muscles. In fact, the team suggests that preventing the development of scoliosis and the accompanying changes in the musculoskeletal system should be considered one of the main goals of treatment of children with SMA. Given the evident importance of such care in this small study's findings, the researchers emphasized that, quote, in the future, it is worth conducting studies in larger and specific age groups. Coming up next, perspectives from SMA News Today Forum's moderator, Deanne Runge. Thanks for joining me. I'm Deanne Runge, SMA News Today content creator. The article I'm reading you today, The Human Side of the Internet by Kevin Schaefer, could have come at a better time. My Facebook account just got hijacked, and I needed a reminder that there are good things to the internet. Here's his article. Quote, The internet is a well of humanity if you dig past the surface of it. End quote. Comedian, actor, and filmmaker Bo Burnham said this in 2019 during a writer's panel hosted by The Hollywood Reporter. Burnham got his start making YouTube videos in the early 2000s, back when the concept of a YouTube sensation was a new phenomenon. His online platform eventually paved the way for his stand-up career, music, acting roles, and directorial debut in the 2018 film Eighth Grade. Burnham's versatility as an artist is just one example of the good that can stem from the internet. Too often we demonize this and many other technologies. At its worst, the internet is a vehicle for scammers, bullies, predators, and corporate overlords to wreak havoc on humanity. The 2020 Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, gives an overview of the horrific ways social media can be used to control people's thoughts and emotions, particularly youth. There's no denying that many online platforms suck our time and energy and, in addiction to them, can have detrimental effects on our mental and emotional health. Yet, once you dig past the surface of celebrity gossip, political polarization, and cat videos, sorry cat lovers, there is an abundance of humanity and stories waiting to be discovered. A simple Google search can lead literary enthusiasts to find essays that were written more than a century ago. YouTube, SoundCloud, and Spotify give indie musicians with small followings the ability to share their art with the world. And despite the stigmas of online dating, I know plenty of couples in healthy relationships who met through one of the many apps out there. For me, I wouldn't be where I am today without the internet. Technically, the origins of my online writing career date back to my senior year of high school when I started a movie blog. 
It's probably taking up cyberspace somewhere, given that I haven't logged on to it in years and have no idea what the password is for the email I used for it. I could search for it, but reading those reviews and quote-unquote essays would be as embarrassing as reading Facebook status updates I wrote as a teenager. Still, that amateur display of online wordplay sparked my interest in blogging and journalism. I became actively involved with my university's student newspaper, freelanced for other publications and entertainment sites, and eventually wound up here. It goes without saying that this site and the company I work for wouldn't exist without the power and global reach of the internet. Beyond utilizing the internet as a tool for work, I and countless others in the SMA community use it to connect with each other. Social media provides disabled people on opposite ends of the country, or even in the world, opportunities to form relationships that are just as authentic as the ones we have with people we see in person. We don't have to worry about inaccessible spaces or transportation issues when we DM one another or comment on Instagram stories. To say that online relationships are less meaningful is not only an outdated mindset, but one that's rooted in ableism. Toward the end of last year, I found myself in a bit of a creative funk. I knew I needed an outlet to fuel my spirit and distract myself from the chaotic state of the world. I pitched a podcast idea to my friend Harrison, who manages my go-to comic shop. With a little planning, a catchy title, and a general premise, we went for it. Now, 17 episodes in, we've talked with more than a dozen comic book creators and enthusiasts, discussed books we love, and encountered a myriad of technical difficulties. We've recorded every episode from home on our laptops. Like most everything in existence, the internet has its pros and cons. I certainly believe that we need to unplug from our online lives often and engage with our physical surroundings. However, to view the modern digital age through purely cynical lens is a slap in the face to many of us. Behind every screen and every major online platform, there's a human ready to share their story. Thanks for sharing this with us, Kevin. We need a reminder that the internet can be some good. Oh, and by the way, if you see me on Facebook with a profile picture of a flower, that's not me. I'm the one with the cat. Yes, Kevin, I'm one of those cat people. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye for now. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.